0: One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, five, six, seven <laughs> o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. <laughs> Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, eight o'clock, we're gonna rock, <laughs> rock around the clock tonight. We're gonna rock, 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 rock <laughs> to, to the, the morning
1: night. light. Welcome <laughs> you back. Check, 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 check,
2: check, check, check,
0: check. check check. check. check, check, check. me-mo, me-mo, me-mo.
2: All right, daddy-o's, let's get this going tonight. We're going to be cruising the strip down. Oh! Welcome
0: back. Oh, man, it's here tonight. <laughs> Welcome back to the first episode of Season 3 of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah.
2: What up, daddy O?
0: Brandon. I can't tell if I'm more Dreyfus or Howard. And Eddie.
2: Really?
3: The first episode back. This season, we're shaking Wolf things man. up. Wolfman, bring bit. it back Halloween. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this season, we're shaking things up. It's been like six months. Get it's over been, it. It's been seriously a long time. It's, it's February. February. Together. Together. I'm not supposed February. to eat, huh? No. This season, we're shaking things up a bit. We decided that each host will pick a film from each decade, from the 70s to today. It's a really good idea. It exemplifies a time period. Why Some idea. of the films. Some of the films will be underrated, some classics, while others will be overrated piles of cinematic crap. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we just watched? Three licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll. To one, a, a two, a, a three. three, a three, a three. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober. And five is the fiery end of a drag race where all that's left of your car is a steering
2: wheel. The world may never know.
0: In addition to our view, we always pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail. So we please, just want to get drunk. Yes, we do. Feel free to shake, stir, or oh, mix a cocktail the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging, engaging review. review. With that, Brandon, what do we have on the drag strip tonight?
3: Oh, I see what you did there. Tonight, we've got...
2: Uh... <laughs>
3: Sorry, my car no, no. didn't
2: work out. Okay. <laughs> could, could you turn the, turn the thing over? That's because you got a hoopty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> tonight, we're going to be driving through 1973's American Graffiti. This film is rated seven point four on IMDb, has a critic score of ninety six percent of an audience score, or and an audience score of ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and is ranked sixty second on AFI's one hundred greatest movies list. Really, it is. So where were you in sixty two? I think I was actually somewhere in my parents' I loins. I was a glimmer. I don't even know if <laughs> <part of that. laughs> um, I was in my daddy's My parents were five. This
1: movie was made in seventy three. Yes, but it portrays 62. I know, I know.
3: <laughs> you were obviously the half.
1: <laughs> joke, dude. So well,
3: let me ask you. Okay, so those of you guys who are older than us, where were you in 62? Uh, American Graffiti celebrates an America of the early 1960s, where teenagers cruise the streets in hot rods and rock and roll tops the music charts. Inspired by his youth in the valley town of Modesto, California, this film was George Lucas's second feature film uh, and is a masterwork Gates. of vibrant colors, an exciting soundtrack, and endearing characters. It's a coming-of-age story, and it reminds us today of one of the most successful films in it, the history. It remains today. One no, of I, you, it, no, I, 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 I understand. It was a typo. Today. It remains no, no, today. no, actually,
2: the typo was all me. Jeremiah. Before we get into our cocktail selection, we first need to talk about whose film this is. Sean, (laughs) moreover what our initial impression of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. I believe this is Sean's pick. Sean. Sean, let's start with you. Why so, did you select this So movie? I
0: noticed in our movie selection, we started in the 70s and went to today. We left out my two favorite time periods, which is the 50s and 60s. So thank you all for that. We already got Slap enough in North, north by
1: Northwest, okay? We so were done with it. When did you first see this movie? <laughs> 33% of our <laughs> movies are like from the 50s and 60s. <laughs>
0: so during COVID, I sat down, as I've said on the podcast a couple times last season, to watch AFI's top 100 list. Uh, I didn't go in order. Um, and if I had, it would have taken me 61 films to get to this glorious masterpiece. I actually sat down with Jeremiah on a, a, a night and watched it. Last. It was a lovely date night. It was a date night. Yes, it was, yeah, this it was one? wonderful.
1: Yes. This movie?
0: Um, so I also looked on Amazon to see which ones were the cheapest. And this was like 15 bucks. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I had never seen it before. Well, and I've always good. avoided it. Uh, I thought it was going to be a train wreck. We all know that George Lucas can't write a script to save his life. Oh, Phantom minute uh, His, Menace. No, his no, no. stories are fantastic, but his scripts Phantom are just Menace dog, so great. dog crap. <laughs> Shh, um, stay over there, okay? Uh, so I, I've always avoided it, but what really convinced me to sit down at the end of it was that uh, I watched the Spielberg documentary on HBO, and in that documentary, uh, Francis Ford Coppola actually uh, challenged George Lucas to write a mainstream movie.
2: He pretty much said, stop being weird and write a good movie. And,
0: and, and, and
3: I don't know if this is mainstream,
0: but I remember issuing a very simple challenge to one of my, that's mine. Thank you. One of my good friends and saying, why don't you write a mainstream novel that people can actually read? And he <laughs> has yet to take me up on that one, but I'm just saying, uh, okay. anyway, uh, should out, uh, you should definitely check out. You the, uh, should. You absolutely should. Anyway, so it's 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 the first episode
1: of the season, guys. I think
0: (laughs) think it's exciting. Uh, What what really drew me to this film, though, with that documentary is is to think that in 1974 that some of the greatest directors of all time, Lucas Coppola, De Palma, Scorsese, Spielberg, they were all collaborating on new projects and excited to uh, bring and the next generation of filmmakers to the forefront and give us the media that we so celebrate and this podcast is built around. So I'm excited to see what you guys think about this movie because for me, this was an unexpected, underrated gem. I came into this thinking it was just going to be a train wreck and it, it, did, it did the opposite. Uh, Eddie, what did you think? First
1: off, I can't wait to do...
0: What was your impression? I can't <laughs> wait
1: to do a movie that Brandon wrote. I can't. One of these days... <laughs> I know we're gonna do it it's it's gonna come sooner or later uh so to, to this movie, I knew the soundtrack was good. I knew not a little bit good, what I knew a little bit what I was getting into, but man, like it definitely to say it was overrated or underrated i wanna say I thought it was gonna be overrated to be honest I thought this movie i heard the great i heard a lot of great things about this movie you know, it stands the time right now it's not gonna hold up to you know, all the things I've heard about, the great things about this movie. So I, I can't wait to talk about this movie. But overall, I'm excited with w- Richard Dreyfuss. Um, I can't wait to see a... Uh, it was cool to see a young version of him. I felt like I saw like a flash back of me almost a little bit, like hopping around town just trying to...
0: Kind of <laughs> felt like a, mo- like a home movie.
1: Yeah, it felt like a whole movie. At first, I was like, where's this movie going? Like, I had no <laughs> idea where this movie was going in the very beginning. I was like, oh... It's kind of like a teenage movie. like it, That's what this is. It it made, it made sense once you think of it that way. Jeremiah? Uh,
2: I kind of knew about this movie because this is one of our mom's favorite movies. It, it, she it always is. talks about this movie. I'll be like, Days Confused is great. She's like, no, watch American Graffiti. You know, that sort of thing. So I'm I knew about this movie, but watching this movie with Sean, after we watched the movie, it made me want to go buy the movie. And I bought the movie because I wanted to have it in my collection because it's that good, actually. I think it's just so sweet. And like Eddie said, dude, it's like you see yourself in these characters where you are just want to hang out with your friends. You don't know where the night's going, but you're just living the moment. And I think that movie speaks volume. It speaks a lot of volume about it. The soundtrack is a banger. Every song is fucking great. Every song seriously puts you in that time period. And a lot of movies don't do that. It's like one of the very first movies that seriously didn't even have a film score. It was just soundtracks. That's amazing,
1: I'm Brandon. So s- what, what, what? What? I'm sorry, Ed. I'm just I'm just so sad that we can't like drive through the town and like stay in our cars. Or it this it made you
0: want to be there. Yes. Yes.
1: God. Yeah, Brandon. What were your expectations?
3: So I really didn't have a whole lot of expectations. I know that uh, when I was a kid and during the summer, I would always watch Happy Days. Um and I remember just I, I love the characters and I remember I think it was probably my dad or something saying oh you should really watch American Graffiti and I was like mm, okay <laughs> no, um because to me hey, okay. it was it was a, it was just a movie that kind of just flew under my radar like I knew about it but to me it was kind of like almost too dated even though that's silly because I love seventies movies, um but to me it just maybe because it was set in the fifties and maybe it was because it was set or you know the sixties, um it just had that that connotation of just old and so um, I remember buying it because I saw it for five dollars and I was like scoring on that one and I, I wasn't really planning to watch it anytime soon um, and then Sean I remember you said oh dude I just saw it. this is one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever and I was like oh score I'm gonna definitely watch it and that was a year ago and I still didn't get around to watching it because just for me there was something um, dated about it and maybe it's also a little bit Psychologically, because I just I love movies about youth and growing up, but I'm also it's also really um, nostalgic, nostalgic in a in a sad way for me. I I don't like growing up. It's wistful. It is. It's wistful. It's nostalgic. It's even though it wasn't our generation, it felt like it could be our generation, Um, and so I kind of felt like that's how it was going to be, which it was. And then uh, it wasn't until you know you chose this one for your pick of the '70s that I was forced to watch it, (laughs) and. I'm very happy. So Moi. I would say that for me, <laughs> it wasn't overrated at all. It was definitely underrated. It was a movie that I feel like I should have almost been forced to watch, um, but without you know the negative. Right. I should have seen it. So, yeah, happy. Eddie, he takes through the cocktail. Oh,
1: shit. Hold on one second. Come on, Ed. You got one job.
0: Two jobs. He, he literally has two. He, two he's, jobs. He's, he's batting 50% right now, which surprisingly I... is a good average. Yeah, so seriously. <laughs> you go to the Hall
1: of Fame for Hall a of Fame, guys. Come on, Hall of Fame. That's like Pete Rose stuff. Pete
2: Rose,
0: <laughs> not in the Hall of Fame. Too soon, <laughs> too,
1: is it too soon still? And my bad, my bad. He's not there. You literally picked the greatest. I, I know. Of, any not any in the. Know. <laughs> I know, I know. As we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. This season, we really want to discuss the cocktail and more how it leans up with the movie selection. Everyone who listens knows that when we finally watch a Bond movie, we will pair it with a vodka martini shaken not stirred with a lemon peel. Hopefully but tonight, soon. But tonight, Cocktail was chosen by Sean. So Sean, tell us about it. Because he's
0: the Cocktail! <laughs> he's the Cocktail! Oh my goodness. Tonight's Cocktail is the high-octane cherry Coke. The ingredients are bourbon, cherry liqueur, amaretto or do Serrano, the Coca-Cola... And nothing but just deliciousness.
2: All right, I'm gonna try this. Yeah. Nothing
0: sends the '60s like a drive-in and a cherry pop. The image of California, the colors, the neon signs. Molds. It actually reminds me of like In-N-Out, like the feeling that In-N-Out is trying to trying to, to get. I don't know. Was it Molly's? was it place? Mels. Mels. Mel's. Yeah. Mels. Well, we also got
3: what's it called? Uh, the place down the street where they they still Sonic. Yeah. So yeah. Sonic. I couldn't job, help Sonic. but want
0: to go back in time oh, wow. and watch the servers ride around on their roller skates. And just look at all those hot rods. I'm not a car guy, but there's something about that time that makes me feel like people put their heart into a teenager's best friend, their first car. And that that was like a rite of passage. So uh, there's nothing that the gentleman is going to do before he gets into his car, goes down to the sock hop and gets himself a cherry Coke. So cheers, gentlemen. Let's try this. I feel like a malt would have been good. Try this.
2: I'm excited. Tastes like
0: a cherry Coke. It tastes like a cherry Coke.
2: It tastes better Old than what it smells Coke. like. Old school cherry Coke.
3: I, I kind of wish, though, that we had gotten a regular Coke instead of
1: a diet Coke.
0: <laughs> Bro, I am in the middle of a journey. <laughs> Which you shall see the end result of.
1: <laughs> I, Be looking for photographs Mel's, of Sean. Mel's really is actually a really good restaurant that uh, if there was a pandemic going on at that time, it was actually hold up. Hey, Sean,
0: <laughs> what type of bourbon did you put in here, man? I put in Maker's Mark, uh, by the way, Maker's Mark, if you want to uh, ah, yes. give us a little shout out. Also, nothing why Diet why, Coke. Why Coca-Cola, that bourbon, by the way?
2: Huh? Why that bourbon?
0: So I am like a bunch of different bourbons. I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, Woodford Reserve. I'm a huge fan of, of Jim Beam and Bullet. But for me, Maker's Mark is just like a good mid-range bourbon that everyone seems to enjoy. Agreed, but the, I think the cocktail is actually pretty good. The bur- bourbon is a, a kind of a sweeter lick, liquor, so it, it it works. I think. It works I think this cocktail cover. is
2: kind of dangerous because it's very tasty, and I want more, and I want more, and I want more.
0: Well, you can have one at one o'clock, two o'clock, five yeah. o'clock. Rock. That's <laughs> a three o'clock. That would be jump four hours. You jump four hours. <laughs> All right, let's uh, hop into the review and oh, let's I hop in. Like, should we
3: start the engine? Mm. <laughs> 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 Let's start. Not, he's you know. still stalling over there. Let's start
0: by <laughs> let's let's set up the movie a little bit. We a <laughs> Come on, everybody has, hey, their, favorite
2: is, is, everybody everybody has their, their favorite storyline, and everybody has their favorite. Is, is it weird just to say that when you saw this movie, you're like, "Oh, this is a Lucas film, but it's not Star Wars." Yeah, I the was introduction. Like,
0: where's Where's like John Williams score? Yeah, <laughs> I.
3: So I haven't seen THX, but I think I've seen every other Lucas, which you know. Howard, have you seen Red Tails? Oh yeah, years ago.
1: The cartoon. No, the, no, that would was, be ducktails, duck yo, <laughs> or <a> tailspin. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: I don't know what I was talking about, but anyway, yeah, it, it is interesting because I think more than anything, it's like knowing that this is four years before Change movie everything. movie yeah. changed, yeah. right? Movies changed, right? And so you see that this is, you know, the thoughts that he was having in his head pre Skywalker, and it's it's this weird. Like young version. Yeah. You, you could just see that he's unpolished, but it's it, that unpolished lends itself well, to this.
0: And, and it's such a con I know it's a simple movie. It's about the last night before they go off to college, but the, the, the way that the storylines branch out and intertwine and come together, I think that you really can see his storytelling style, which is I'm going to tell four different stories, and they're all at some point going to cross and all the characters are going to go on their own and they're going to come back and they're going to sp- spread out. And then everyone at the end of the story is going to be different than when they started. I think yes. that's I mean, I know but that's isn't not that uncommon. isn't that uncommon. No,
3: I was going to say that to me is is some of the beauty of trying to capture real life. Right? I 100 um, percent agree. Especially I mean, so I was talking earlier about that wistfulness, that nostalgia. And, and to me, there is nothing like a story, whether it be movie or, or book or whatever, or TV show about that transition from high school on and i mean i know we always push the idea of well you're still going off to college but your life changes and and to me i know that we had a little bit of differing views on this but to me i will still hold that american pie is one of the greatest movies and more well maybe more, more important most important movies to me because it's that moment in our generation, where I feel like the '70s, this was that that movie for them. And
0: I think this movie, w- w- it set up American Pie. It set up, Pi. it set it up, set up American Pie. It, it, it set up a, a lot of so the '80s. Many movies. Of yes. these you wouldn't of movies. have yeah.
2: Days and Confused. You wouldn't have Fast Times at Ridgemont High if it wasn't for this movie. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's
1: two movies in the '70s that sets up that, and it, this is one of them, and the other one is Porky's. Yeah, yeah. and oh, they yeah. changed how yeah. film. Yeah.
0: They changed how people make movies. Yes, like I feel like as much as this is a light. Fun adventure Ooh, type movie. Yeah. I think it changed how the lens, and I'm, I'm being, you know, the, the lens captures life. Well, I think well, George Lucas has a flair to capture emotions.
1: The question is Did anyone have this type of experience in high school, like your senior year? You oh my went God. to. I
0: like, remember getting my first car. No, my friend got the first car, and we would literally get in the car and drive around town. And follow people, and yes. go get fast food, and do nothing but drive around all night. That was like, and everybody would chip in for gas. Like that was the thing.
1: It makes me happy and because I had the same feeling because yeah. I grew up in a small small town. <laughs> so we had a small town, but I had a small group of friends, and it was I felt a lot of connection in this movie. I started seeing the connections, and I started seeing little spots. Like you know what? I remember going to In and Out. It was a spot for us in our little town, and. You saw car like people would meet at In and Out like there was no cell phones as much as how it is now. It was a landmark. It yes. was a place to you meet just,
0: and communicate. Yes, you especially
1: for young people. Exactly. You didn't have to have someone's phone number, but you knew that person was going to kind of be there if you were like hoping that girl was going to be at In and Out at the end of the night. I, I, I remember so, like seriously like that Toad
2: experience when he got the car for the first time, and I remember having getting my parents' car, our parents' car for the first time, this shitty four. <laughs> Aspire, cherry, fucking. It didn't matter, but it didn't matter. I put every cool sticker on it, and I literally, yeah, it was like a bunch of us in the car. It was like a bunch of like circuses coming out of a small car. It would shudder, you know. But the thing was, is that I remember having that car, and that gave me freedom, and that gave me seriously like a, 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 a possibility of adventure times that you didn't know what was going to happen, but you knew that you just want to be a part of it. And, and, for, and it for just the, made me yeah. feel that feeling watching this movie.
0: And for the first time you're away from your parents, you're independent, you were, and that's really what the story is about see, is, is yeah. jumping into this next phase mm-hmm. and not really ha- having your feet set in mm-hmm. what you're going to do. And, and yeah. part of it, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Jeremiah is what adventure you're going to have and whether you want to adventures that are just the same adventures over and over again, or if you want to take that big leap and do something completely out of the realm, go to college, leave the town, leave the small town. So for
3: me, it's, it's interesting. um, Because I had the absolute opposite experience. And I think that's why these movies mean so much to me um, in a weird nostalgic sense, because I never had that experience um, and I never got to, uh, to live this, but that was always what I wanted. And so it's, it's this kind of, um, live through these other characters. You have and nostalgia. I have nostalgia. It's a Yeah, it's a longing. I know there's a German word for it um, and I'm trying to think of it. But it's it's this interesting idea of I see these characters and I say, I wish I had that. I wish I could look back and say, that's what I want. That's what it
0: is. Um, and I don't. And I think, that's, I think that's the point of the movie in, in, in just a long shot of it, which is you've got three principal characters. You've got Richard Dreyfuss' character, Kurt, uh, Kurt, who is uncertain about going to college he's uncertain about taking that next step he's got a scholarship he's got it's almost like he needs and I'm going to say this in my conclusion too but I'm just going to say it now he needs experience of of what life could be if he stayed in order to convince him to go where you have oh, Ronnie that's Howard really good. Ronnie Howard, Steve. Um, Steve, who basically knows exactly where he wants to go. He's said on leaving, he's going to leave, and he's leaving it all behind. He's giving up his car, he's giving up his girl, and he's running away. Yeah. And then he spends the entire <laughs> movie, trying, movie trying to get it back. Who's Candy?
3: Uh, Ditz, yeah. Debbie. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I don't Deb,
2: know. Debbie's the one that's with Toad, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, and and then well then you've Toad. got Toad who is. He's yeah, he, four friends, but to, yeah, but toad to me, that's the one I, I, uh, connect with Associated the most with, yeah. because he is watching his friends leave and he's still stuck here. He he's it's, it's like, he's, he can't leave yet. He's not, he's not there yet.
2: That opening sequence, by the way, where he actually is driving his Vespa is probably like just beyond funny shit.
0: Oh, well, like what, what happens when he, he gets hit by the car and the guy says, I think we got an X. He says, yeah, and this time I won't, <laughs> I won't hold it against you. And he drives off. <laughs>
2: But I heard that he actually ran his, his bike, his Vespa, into... like That was actually an accident, but they just kept it in the movie because they like, oh, that just fits the character right there.
1: Dude, let's talk about Harrison Ford, too, man. Badass. Well, yeah, Harrison... I
0: mean, Harrison Ford, even now, even in this movie, I feel like he's a movie star. I was waiting and he's for
1: him. I was, everyone so, else. I was waiting for him so much in this movie. I so was like, where the hell is he? So
3: the funny thing is, I had always misunderstood. I thought he was in it for literally one stoplight scene. So the fact that he kept coming back, I was like, oh, Han. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. No, I really thought it was just the one scene, and he talked to him, and it was like, that's it, and then he just drives off, and he mm-hmm. was just like, that was his claim to it. So the fact that he had an actual character that had a purpose and then crashed, um, I thought was actually interesting because to me, it would, goes against everything I was expecting from him. I remember I was watching this with my wife, and I, I was like, oh, it's Han- it's Hansel. It's Harrison Ford's, like breakout role, but he's only in it for like two two seconds. And then when he kept coming back, she looked over <laughs> at me like, You don't know shit, dude. Nope.
2: What's his name? Because I literally thought his name was Bubba Fett for some reason. His character actually doesn't sound
1: like Bubba Fett. Yeah, I felt like he he was a character that left follow follow or he was the like character that. that left high school but stayed
0: no that's john john is the no one.
1: no i'm saying that like, but as like a person like he was older right he wasn't well, high school. Yeah, he, he, he was and looking, john he
0: was I looking like, for the hot rod to race he was yeah, trying exactly. to prove that he was the best but he hot wasn't rod. in high school so he came um, in he came in from john's storyline and john's character is magnificent because he's not necessarily stuck Because he doesn't want to leave. I think he's working to try and get out. And he doesn't have the skills to go to college. He doesn't. I looked at him because if you look at the very beginning of the movie. Kurt says we're going to the sock hop dance to celebrate the start of school. And he's like, why are you going there, man? And he gets all depressed and he gets in his car. And it's because he realizes that he's so far removed from that event and he's wasted so much time and he's stuck and he's working, he's trying to build his hot rod, he's trying to get out of the town, but it's almost like he envies the people going to college. But it's, it's interesting because
3: when he meets up with um, Mackenzie Phillips, uh, whatever uh, whatever her name is. Yeah, her. Um, that, terrible, So, yes. But the thing yeah. is, like, normally we might see that storyline and be like, oh, that's kind of creepy or weird. To me, I never once... Saw that as that way, no. and, and weird thing, I feel like she grounded him into that idea of hey it 's okay wherever you 're at in life to just have fun like yeah. when they when they yeah. uh, uh f- shaving cream the car right? yeah um, to me, that, that was, was a such scene, by a by beautiful, beautiful it, perfect characterization sh- sh- moment because don 't grow up too fast,
1: yeah, yeah, and, like, and, and dude, you know what? not even just years grow old. Up. like don 't grow up too fast,
3: just don 't grow up, like the idea that you can be an adult, you can be just out of high school, you can be whatever age, and you can still find joy in the stupid things in life. And man, that was a beautiful moment.
0: So let's start. I, I know we've, we've, been talking for a while, but I want to kind of break this down because it's really hard for me to conceptualize this movie because there's so much going on. Let's start with Kurt's storyline and then go to Ronnie's storyline. And let's go to John storyline. Is that, yeah, that's is good. That, we agree on
2: that. All right. So Kurt, you know, he's got the scholarship, but he sees the girl of his dreams on a second. And she mouths elephant shoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was olive oil.
2: <laughs> oh. okay. Who's Who is, is Richard Dreyfus? Yeah, Richard Dreyfus, man. Um, his character was probably my least favorite of the movie.
3: One hundred percent. Why? Why? Why?
2: Because 100%. I just oh. couldn't connect for what he has. You know, I just couldn't connect anything regarding to it. I felt like he was seriously
1: was. He, he didn't live high school, so I felt like he was looking at like he he needed experience, a little bit of fun before he left. I, I think, think he was just I, kinda, his, his character matched his what he was looking for I just I but to him. me
2: it just seemed like it was just like kind of like just lost during the most of the time you're just like I I was not excited when I saw him on screen Agreed. I wanted to see Ron Howard's lost love situation you know is he going to go away is he going to stay you know you know I was so much into that story I look at her him. as
1: someone who was probably he got straight A's, you know, and he got the the academic scholarship, and he never got to experience high school with a girlfriend or anything. Like he was like a cool kid, but also not at the same time somebody who actually I would say
0: cool kid adjacent.
1: Yes, exactly. He like, he was aware of the cool kids, and they like talked to him, but overall, like he never. Jack, he never hung out at, on the weekends. At he was build.
0: never engaged with yeah. his. So even like he, look where he gets his scholarship from the Elks Lodge, right? I, so that shows you that he's he's connecting with a different class, a different group of people than his peers. Age, he sure. wanted for sure know,
1: something different that night, and he got it. So I, I like
3: Kurt the best. Here's my problem with well, Kurt. John I like John, but yeah, here's my problem with Kurt. And and to me, um, this is a problem in storytelling. I think. Uh, I think that all the characters are really well developed, except for Kurt. And to me, it looked almost like as John Luke, or John Lucas, as George Lucas is going through the script and coming up with these characters. He's got great things and great purpose for all these different characters. He's like, "Ooh, Kurt, what can I have him do?" Like to me, and I, I know that there's there is argument to it, but when he gets caught up in the Pharaohs, oh, like to that. me, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Oh. That, Actually, was that was dumb the, the because oh, of it. I hate it. I so hated
0: it. And I know you don't you don't connect with him like I connect with Kurt. Mm-hmm. But understand that in my from my perspective, Kurt is exactly as you said, Ed. He is the popular adjacent kid who did well in high school, has an opportunity to go to college, but it wasn't expected of him.
1: Everyone knows him. Everyone knows him. But everyone he never really... Right, you know,
0: he yeah. never clicked. He's never part of the group. Yeah. He's always there and he's someone that everyone likes, yeah. but he's not like a, I, a I star.
1: Saw, yeah, I associate a lot with Kurt. Where
0: Ronnie is a star. Yeah. And I associate a lot with Kurt too. Yeah. So uh, as the movie progressed, it's almost like he had to be convinced that it was okay for him to leave because he wasn't leaving the thing he missed behind. And I think that part of getting caught up in the Pharaohs was his realization that if he stayed, this is what his life could turn into. And I don't think he spent the entire night chasing something he couldn't get to take his mind off the fact that he didn't want to go to college. He didn't want to make that decision. And at the end of it, after, after everything that happened, after his adventure with the Pharaohs, after stealing from the Elks lodge that he got a scholarship from after doing all of that, he realized, you know what? I've got to take that next step. I've got to move forward where Ron Howard's character, Steve did the exact opposite. He was so certain he wanted to leave and all he did all night was chase the moment. No, I, I, I really appreciate
3: that reading, and I think that you're right. I do think you're, I think you're right in what the attempt was. I think that the execution wasn't there. And I'm, I think it honestly was because um, Kurt was a character. His storyline was almost minimalized by everybody else's. I think that there was so much other stuff going on with the other characters that we really kind of lost
0: out on them. On a, on him, I, I would I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break here. I need an, another high octane cocktail. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I saw you uh, mix it with your. I, might, I know. I just I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might
0: argue that we make this one with a
3: regular Coke. Just saying. So okay, I'll make it with regular Coke. We'll right. talk to you. I'll, I'll I let you know. this drink light. Like hey, one on minute
1: yeah, with it. Don't be such a.
2: I'll let you know. Which square. You, oh, don't you go there with that,
1: <laughs> bro? Your drinks like all cool. right. right. We we'll will be back in a I'm minute. to you soon.
2: You guys are so hardcore. Was it, where we uh, that was a good drink.
0: We left off. We're talking about characters and everything. We're talking about Kurt and his story and oh, how yeah. he hated his yeah. story.
2: Uh, yeah. I actually like Toe's character the most. And I think we were talking to this outside. when We were having a little, like, nice little, little top of our drinks and whatnot. I think Toe's character is the one I relate the most because I actually saw myself as that person, like, trying too hard. I was never confident the way he was just never confident, you know? I was like, wow, dude, that just reminds me of me sometimes. Because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin.
0: Isn't it interesting that you see your flaws in characters yeah. and how you want to be different, but at the same time, you're the same? Whatever that thing is, you've doubted it.
2: I mean, God, the guy just didn't know who he was, and he was just insecure about everything. Well,
0: I think it, was, it wasn't it was so much even that he didn't know who he was. It was
3: that he knew who he wanted to be, but he also knew that he couldn't actually be that. But what, what, I, what I love about his character um, is that he was able to find kind of a nice balance between... The dweeb loser that he was and also that that kind of that God that he wanted to be, um, which I guess is that true self. You know, what I mean, if we're going to get kind of um, Sesame Street on it. But I, I like the fact that he realized that he wasn't ever going to be cool enough to have the blonde bombshell to have the cool car. Like he, but he was like got OK with the kiss. And it all went to hell. Yeah, but he went, he, <laughs> he got the kiss. He got the possibility for another date with with blonde. It's almost
0: like he restored his hope.
3: Yeah, and I think that he will continue to be let down time after time, but that's also good enough for him.
0: A nugget of hope well, is enough in, to sustain a man. That's very true.
2: <laughs> in the end, he saw him stand tall. He was taller in the end of the movie. He had more yeah. confidence.
0: Well, and that's what I love is every character changed. Every, every single character changed dramatically. John realized that he had John. to get out of town. Like uh, uh, Kurt, I know you don't like Kurt, mm-hmm. but the fact that he's chasing this blonde all night, he finally makes it to Wolfman Jack, Wolfman mm-hmm. Jack's studio. Yeah. And it's a letdown, right? And I mean, even when at the end of the movie, when he's in the plane flying away, the he sees the white Mustang and yeah. it's driving in the same direction as the plane. And it's like, Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right path. Like it was a re recertification. That so he I, right I
3: read a thing that suggested that that white Mustang and that girl and... and
0: um, was a hooker? Wh-
3: no, no, no. That she was a hooker. <laughs> that she was a figment of his imagination. That it okay. got kind of metaphysical... metafictional. Uh, meta- not metafictional. Uh, metaphysical. <laughs> I was trying to think of the right one. Uh, in class today, we're talking about metafiction. So uh, anyway, um, th- what did you guys think? Do you think there's a possibility to that one?
1: I like the idea of that. That makes it cool how it was his imagination moving mm-hmm. forward with like... Oh, he was always chasing this... This girl that he had no chance of getting, right? Um, and the fact that she
2: she calls on a payphone. I mean, who? I mean, I
1: mean, at that same time, also like you have to think like how many people have that same type of car? Okay, in, but yeah, let me let me in just small town. Let
0: me back up, and I'm going to say something that's probably going to be controversial. If she is a figment of his imagination, wouldn't she represent that next elusive step and that finally he's ready to it's whatever he wants?
1: Leave her ready behind. To jump but it's whatever he, he wants. I think he
2: was hoping for the fantasy, and he just realized that, you know, he'd rather just not deal with the fantasy anymore. That's what I think regarding to that whole, this whole, like, mystery woman here and everything like that. And I think he am actually, you know, knowing that he's on the right path, you know, flying away from the fantasy. Right. and Going to, like, you know, the reality. He's and, ready for you know. the next adventure. Yeah. He's yeah.
0: in And that's, I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's all about fantasy for him. It's all about what could be. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to Ronnie Howard who knew what it was and lost, you know. I just think it's so funny. In the first 15 minutes of the movie, he loses car as girl and he spends the whole
2: movie chasing. Well, did, it. You, did, you get, <laughs> well, did you hear the proposition of the girl, like, you know,
0: yeah, we should just see other people. Other people. <laughs> so and you okay. see her
2: look right there?
3: <laughs> so then the question is if he hadn't lost her, if she was just like, okay, would he have gone?
0: Yes. I think he realized what he lost when he lost it. Yes. So it needed to happen. I think it did. So
3: then what would have happened then if he got to uh to, to college and and
0: where would he have be? grown apart and he would have moved on and she, and she would have been left behind. Life would have changed
1: and mm-hmm. she might have had a actually better life than But know. how real is that, right? I mean that's, how that real is life. That's that? Life. That's, that's true life. Like you you break something off and you think like, oh, you know, well, let's just take some time apart and then I, you
0: I mean, how many friends have we lost along the way? And I don't mean lost like died. I mean lost just like shed it away because I can name, I can name 20 right now. Right. And it, it doesn't uh-huh. mean that they don't mean things to yeah. us. It just means that we've, we've changed the trajectory of our life so that they're not part of it anymore. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, that's it's natural. It's right, nature. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I remember I don't have any friends from high school anymore. Any Did zero, that. zero friends from high school. That. I have all my friends are from college. A hundred percent of them. Oh, thanks buddy. You're welcome. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad I let you be my friend. (laughs) No, but all my friends are from college and that was my American graffiti moment was college, not high school. High school was just, I was ready to move on. I was Ron Howard at the beginning. I was ready to go. College is where I wish, I wish that we were trapped in a never ending year of, of junior
1: year. Yeah. I I gave you that. I, 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 it's almost like this, uh, we were living in an adventure that we never, we didn't want it to stop, right? I mean, like it almost was like we were living the moment, and we were. Like, it's that one quote that says that one of these days you're gonna realize you never realize that you hang out with your friends to the last moment altogether together until, like, thirty years ago. It's like that was the last moment you hang out with all your friends,
0: and that's I know that's sad, but it's also
2: it's a very wonder year situation, you know. <sighs> like you like those guys car, probably you
1: know? never hang hung out again like that. Yeah, no,
0: and we'll never, one. and we will never. Come back from a baseball game and go to my apartment and open up cocktails and, and have sit Daniel piss in your kitchen and, and, have, and have Brandon and have playing the guitar in the, play the guitar in the corner. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was Brandon too,
1: wasn't
0: it? Uh, I don't know. I, I strummed. We're yeah. never gonna have those moments again, I and it's it okay. There. But I mean, I remember, I remember <laughs> Daniel's brother puking and rallying like a champ. <laughs> Like a chair. But I don't want those experiences anymore I've had them I want to move on I want new things I want what you have I want the experience with your kids And but, watching them play baseball for the first but time But at the same it's, time It's
3: interesting when we all come together We end up talking about those, those times Even in a remember when context like yeah. it, it, So what, what that means is just like That moment for these guys in this movie Guys and girls um, That it's what directed everybody from that moment and so I think that it's it's good to constantly be looking at the future and to say, okay, this is where we're going. Let's look at the past, the present and say, this is a great place where we're at. But we need to kind of take stock of, hey, this is where we were. This is where we found who we were as, as a group of people together.
0: Well, like if you were going to write an epilogue at the end of when we stopped playing, mm-hmm. it would be, and this person went on to play two years, you know. Uh, we had a we had two a years picture of, that was phenomenal, two years in right? independent ball? Yeah, two two years in independent ball, or or we, you know he he made it to the he made it to, to double A or he made it to
1: rookie ball or he made it whatever. Yeah. This, be, this guy became a lawyer. This guy became a crack dealer. But in the um, moment, but I became saying, just a high school teacher. In the moment, I was saying you're the independent I'm the crack ball player. Dealer. No, oh, you're thanks, the independent buddy. ball player, bro. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I'm the crack dealer. Okay.
0: Uh, in the moment, though, hey, I'm in the that. moment with you, Sean. The so epilogue <laughs> hasn't hadn't been written, and I think that that's what this this movie is. is It's the moment before the epilogue is written. Before so then let's find talk out. about
3: the epilogue because I thought that that distracted and that took away I, yeah, a lot of the power. I agree with you. I, I was so upset, like genuinely so upset. And it has, it has nothing to do with the fact that they were, they, for the most part, kind of grew into kind of unhappy lives. Um, you were just listen off some of them, right? One of them goes missing in, in uh, Vietnam. Missing in
0: Vietnam. Uh, John gets killed by a drunk the driver. Drunk driver. Hated Kurt goes and becomes it. a writer, and Ron never leaves. Right, and so I keep to calling me, him Ron. Steve, I'm sorry.
3: Steve. But here's the thing: is even if they had been like they lived happily ever after, they lived happily. I would have been upset because that future wasn't what this movie was about. Not yeah. at all. It was about that moment that right. that those five hours or whatever it was that this movie takes place in.
0: Like to find out that that Finch did this or that. Yeah, you know, that that Jason Biggs did this in American Pie. I like that they did a retrospective kind of family. Mm-hmm. What was it, American American uh, reunion? Anaf- reunion or yeah, it, yeah. Was.
1: it would have been so cool to see, like saying seeing something that says, "Oh, you know what? Four years from now, they they're still friends." No, so or, th-
0: no I, don't, I don't think you need that You, you know, could have
1: done something I, as
2: subtle as that though. They, but to get the specifics I feel specifics, like a,
1: an ellipsis would have been the they perfect They went too detailed of like every person That wasn't necessary But the thing
2: about the whole thing is the reason I'm not really about the Indian myself as well but you got to understand like this was before the 60s kicked in this is before John Kennedy gets assassinated before the Vietnam war this was a time of like the last under- triumph of youth you know what i'm saying before everything right, yeah. changed and
0: understand that the 70s the reason why the movies were so realistic and dark is because the 70s into the 80s were a dark mm-hmm. horrible time we had, we went through Vietnam we went through uh, you know yeah, I mean, We're looking Cold at 73
3: 73 when this one came Studio. out That's right after Studio. Vietnam That's Studio Is going before. on Yeah
0: No but what I'm saying Ed, Is that you had a mm-hmm. You had a lot of Civil and And personal unrest You had a draft For the first time In a long time yeah. There was a lot of Stuff going on So I understand Why George Ended it the way he ended Because he ended it In the time He was living in Exactly And it was depressing It was a bad mm-hmm. time In history
2: It was yeah. the moment If he can stop time Right there and Just live that moment on and on and on and before, that, like, you know, a
3: fade to black moment would have been perfect.
0: I almost think he should have smiled and they should have done that, yeah. Well,
1: like, Richard a little Dreyfuss, or like Richard Dreyfus
0: in the plane should have given a little mm-hmm. smirk, him and his wife
1: drive. It would have been cool to see like Steven, uh, his girlfriend driving and Richard watching that, from the yeah. Distance.
0: So, yeah, something, something, yeah. but it just to me, the epilogue did the same thing it did in Stand By Me, where I. Came out of that movie depressed Because River Phoenix died (laughs) Yeah Uh, You know Oh yeah there's
1: a lot of Stand By Me We were
2: talking about There's a lot of connection Between this movie and Stand By Me Right Especially with Richard Dreyfuss Being the writer Going to Canada Actually being a writer
1: The soundtrack of this movie though was So I want to talk
0: for a minute About the soundtrack if I can Yeah Yeah. Um, So I think that There's not many movies that uh, (laughs) Have huge leap forwards in, in sound Right What I loved about this movie is that you had a great... First of all, the music, everyone can agree, was fantastic. Kicks off
2: right there. But
0: Mm -hmm. the way that that it moved throughout the scenes was sheer brilliance. It would go from the loudspeaker at Mel's Diner into a car, the same song, into a car, into another car, and it showed you that everyone was listening to the same radio station at the same time, the same song, and it gave you this continuity between scenes where you could actually listen to the song play from different places in the movie, and as the scenes progressed, you could see the radio station progress or the, the playlist progress, and then Wolfman Jack ended the playlist basically at the end of the movie.
1: I don't think many movies have done that because it brought like a real a realism to, like, hey, I am should be listening to something, and then at the same time, my buddy should be listening to the same thing. He's going through his own day of of crap, you know, like right. it brought like a cool little idea of like, hey, wherever I mean, I'm listening to this, and my brother could also be listening to the same thing, but he's, it's just like where everyone is connected through this intertwined story of of a so- music. Of it was a the soundtrack of their lives. Soundtrack mm-hmm. of their lives. Yeah.
0: yeah, it put me in mind of like when everyone was was listening. Um, I, my grandfather always tells a story when the Mets won the World Series. When was that? In New York in sixty nine, and everyone would be on their stoops because it was hot. It was a hot October, and you could hear as you the kids were playing stickball in the street, and you could hear everyone listening to the same program, and it would be coming out of everyone's windows, and they'd be sitting on the stoop listening to it. My dad talked about when when Kennedy or when we landed on the moon, it was the same thing. Like you could hear people from other houses experiencing the same thing that every, everyone was in a moment together. Mm -hmm. And like nine 11 did the same thing. I think Mm -hmm. in our generation where everyone was watching the same program at the same time. And I I don't mean to compare that to something like lost, but I think that's the last time we had something like that Mm -hmm. where the whole, it felt like all the world was watching to see what happened next in lost every week. It was well, like, for, for our little oh world, for yeah, our for little our world. world but, you yeah. know, I think on a grand world, a that grand, was a water I mean, cooler. That was I mean, a really big, big, And I'm not trying to compare. No, 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 no. I, saying, I,
3: I think that, well, we lived that. I mean, we had that moment where we all were
0: watching it together, whether separate or together. And I, I think there's something about humanity and sharing a single experience. May it be the same radio station, which I think that, that that's what I'm getting back to listening to the same songs. And that's the only thing available that unites us and it brings it to me everyone was brought together by the music mm-hmm. i think there's something special there
2: i think when yeah. you talk about music one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the the, dan- the hall dance the hall The hop the hop and basically oh. the, the band there was something so cool just seemed like just everyone just living that moment you were watching like someone's like youth they're like they're, well, they're part and, of the and one thing i think we
3: need to look at is is if you compare and I, I hate comparing music nowadays because I hate music nowadays, but listen to the, most of the stuff that's on the radio nowadays and it's it's fabricated crap where with the music and I know this is personal opinion um, and personal taste, but you look at the music here and there's so much positivity towards it and there's so much hope towards it and there's so much excitement towards it and just the the sound it's so similar in song, which also is then pushed on to the the people around them.
0: Uh, and and they—it's almost infectious. I, I, and I right? think I think what you're seeing is a result of the birth of rock and roll. So yes. you before you know you had the, I'm a huge fan of the 30s 40s you know into the 50s you had Cole Porter you had the standards you had people singing these beautiful. Wonderful songs But everyone sang the same set of songs It was, you know, 24 songs That everyone, Mm -hmm. every artist From Billie Holiday to Frank Sinatra Sang the the same songs And then all of a sudden you had Elvis come out In in the 50s And he revolutionized the way that we do music and he took a little bit of soul which is american music and in my opinion the only true american music blues and you had you know the african-american influence of of heavy um of heavy horns and and guitars and beautiful Mm -hmm. you know louis armstrong coming through and then all of a sudden you have this birth of rock and roll, and you talk about the excitement. Mm-hmm. This was a new form of music that had never been heard before.
3: It's interesting you talked about that water cooler moment. I think that the most recent one we've had is Mandalorian, end of season two, right? Like I have people, uh, you know, I work at a school, and so I have students and I have, I have other teachers, and I know that most of them, or at least a lot of them, aren't actual Star Wars fans, but they're watching the show, and all of a sudden they're talking about it, and they're getting into it. And they're just so lost in this moment, and we're all lost in it together, you know? And I think that that's something that... You want to talk about uniting in a time of, of kind of separation? Um, you, you know, this time period where this is set in the 60s and the 70s, it was... Very much the you know the Vietnam influence and you had the Cold War influence and you had that separation of fear and, and upset. And here nowadays, you know, there's so much separation, which you don't need to get into it. But politically and economically and, but and I think everything. There,
0: you had that same separation in the sixties. You had you know, you had Martin Luther King marching, you had the struggle for civil rights. Mm-hmm. You had a very tumultuous time leading up to the seventies, and it's almost like this was a glimpse back. And I'm not saying a better time, I'm saying a time that before was it all for for these kids. It was less well, and
3: we all have that that it's, it's instinctual, right? Is that we all look back at a previous time period and we say that that's the time that we'd want to live in, that that's the perfect time, and then you go back to that time period and look at somebody there, and they always have somebody some other time period before right. it, right? There's always a golden age for me. It's turn of the century, I right? Would, there, there's always a, <laughs> but for everybody, the golden they all age. i stay in the nineties, right? The golden age is so, it, it's it's a time in the past, and so in that sense, nobody's ever gonna be happy in the time they live in, except what we see is in this movie, you can be happy for a night. I think that that's kind of the feeling, is that maybe not everything's going to be good, but you can sit back at the end of a night, and you can look back at just the hours that you spent there with friends, or by yourself, or whatever, and you can say, damn it, that was a good night.
1: Yeah, I mean, they all had their own story, and it's it, it really cool to see how they all came back to each other somehow by the end of the night. They still kind of, they had... Connections with each other, maybe meeting. You know, uh, Toad lost the car, and <laughs> Steve was like, "Where's Where's my car?" <laughs> right. Well, they have those. those they're yeah. all interconnected. They're all interconnected. Right? You know, John also in there, and then there's Kurt every now and then coming in. They're also doing. They're all having. Uh, even though they don't see each other twenty four seven, they still have a uh, a random incident that happened to actually affect someone else's incident, um, and I think that says a lot about just time. Like we, we see a lot of, this, this world's so big now and we think that all, or, or, or nothing, nothing passes each other, but we never really know. How would we know?
2: What you're saying reminds me of that Smashing Pumpkins song, that lyric like, in the same old haunt, I still find my friends. And they know where they're going to be at, where they can find each other. The, the place was, was you know, was Mel's. You know, that was the stopping ground. We will find each other there, you know? And it's such a beautiful knowing that you can always find your place, if you if you stray away, you know you know where to be at.
0: Well, we we grew up in a time where you looked around the neighborhood and you figured out where all the bicycles were, and that's where everyone was hanging out. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing for Mel's. And I think that it it doesn't exist today. No, everything well, is is superficial. <clears throat> everything is Instagram and Facebook and social media, and nobody talks to each other. And I, I'm not bitching. I'm just saying. No, I think
2: that's a that's a good bitch. I, I, I like think, that.
0: I think we've missed the connection like i remember as a kid running out of the house every day like to see my friends every day of the summer you'd go down and you'd you'd, you'd hang out you'd ride bikes you'd explore you'd throw oranges you would get in a little trouble and then you would come home and the street lights went on
1: like that, that was the what you did that yeah. I, I swear to god I, for some reason i don't know why but i feel like that died in our generation
3: what i think is interesting though that listening to you guys over this and i totally agree um but you're talking about how everybody knows where everybody's at, right? There's there's a sense that you can come back to, and there's a sense of peace, and there's a sense of just um, comfort. I think the comfort's probably the biggest thing. Yet it's that that Kurt is leaving, right? And and it, I think in a lot of ways that tension is why I like Kurt, is because he makes that decision, and he makes it, oh man, he makes it for himself. I think when he finally gets on that airplane with just one... Suit. I don't know where the rest of his luggage is, but it no, was like no a private on. plane. Like, it God. is. It's a strange one. But, but no, when he. <laughs> like, how rich are his parents? So, what I think is interesting is that. Ran onto up, the airline <laughs> saying, but yeah. up until he gets on that plane, he's been saying he's going to college, or he says he's not sure, but he's, he's playing on going to college because other people tell him to. Right. When he gets on there, he's the one who's saying, I'm leaving this behind. And it's kind of what you said about you know the, the prostitute or whatever she is, um, the T Bird girl. But he's making this decision for himself, which is also that decision that I am no longer going to be that adolescent. I'm no longer going to be that teenager. I'm no longer going to be that person that knows where my friends are because I'm choosing to leave them behind. So I have a question for
0: the group. Mm-hmm. Does he leave because he knows that nothing's going to change? That what he's leaving will always be there for him to come back to? No. Or is he leaving thinking that that's probably the last time he's going to cruise around, go to Mel's, and have that experience.
3: I say the second. He's leaving with the knowledge that life has changed forever for him. It will never be back. And I think it's a super pessimistic one. Sure. But yeah.
2: Get back to me on that because I'm actually thinking about Ron Harris's character where everything you're saying, what um, Kurt's experiencing is what Ron Harris's character, Steve, wants to have. Right. It's like he wants to keep that with him. I think it's just sometimes you know, and especially for Kurt's, uh, you know, character, sometimes you know that this is not for me anymore. And you see that with John, by the way, you know, in the end, he's just like, I'm tired of this racing. I don't want to do this anymore. It leaves me nothing anymore. You he's know, tired of the race. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of race, uh,
0: and we should probably talk about Paradise Road in that race. But Eddie, what do you what do you think
1: with uh, Kurt?
0: With no, with oh, is he leaving? Yeah, with Kurt. Yeah, with Kurt. Yeah, with Kurt. Is he leaving? Um, knowing that. It's secure, and he can always come back to it? Or is he leaving understanding that it's never going to be the same again?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the first. I like the first. I feel like he's leaving thinking, like, this will still be here when I come back if I need it. I mm. think there's a comfort in that. There's a comfort. I think, like, I, yeah. I think he's it's, thinking, like, <sighs> I outgrew this area, but I also know they're going to be there if I need to ever come back. Like, I just feel he, he looks back at that, like, car saying, I can come back to that when I when I when I come back in town. Like I, like these guys aren't going anywhere. Like he even tells uh, Ron, what's his name, uh, Steve, Steve. Like hey, you coming back? You coming with me next year, right? Are they going to the same school?
0: I think they're going to either the same school or yeah. they're going east.
1: Yeah, it, it almost mm-hmm. made it like hey, I'll see you in summer. Like morning the morning, way that he said he morning. taught, the yes. way he taught to Steve was like hey, I'll see you in summer. I like, think, and then like he's just like he's just he almost looked like he was the first person going out on the adventure. And then he's gonna come back and bring back. He'll the, he'll bring others. He'll bring the goods. Let's finish up let's by talking talk about, about the race.
0: The, yeah, John's race and the mm-hmm. let's let's finish up with his uh, anticlimactic. Uh, see, I think it was super climactic, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. So I, I I couldn't help but watch this movie and think Greece. Greece. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so you've got John, who's basically proved the whole movie that he's not the stereotype that people think he is. Yeah. Right. And. He doesn't need to race at the end. There's nothing to be gained by racing, and yet, he does it anyway. And I think the fact that he wins, it almost is the freedom he needs. It's it's the it's the event that frees him from the stereotypical typical life that everyone thinks he's in, and he can now move on. He can now jump out of that life. That's that's optimistic, but that's what well, I. It's feel. optimistic
3: until we get that that um A fucking epilogue. epilogue. Yeah.
2: No, seriously, man. Like you saw him also grow up. You know, he's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to race that guy. You know, like during one of the night's Adventures, he's like, that guy's a fucking lunatic. You know, that guy's, that's dangerous. But you see that race, and I actually think that race is ten times better than the race that you had in Greece. He prematurely lost to race. him, though. Oh, it, it was earlier it was, in the movie.
1: He kind of lost to Harrison Ford. He didn't Ford care. Earlier. I think
3: that's what he just didn't care.
1: Yeah, he wasn't really trying. Mm, and he was yeah. just like, are we really doing this right now? I'm not really racing, but you're trying to racing me. Because Harrison Ford, gets hit
2: up every week, man. Every week, you know, there's someone's trying to challenge him.
0: I, I, you know, you say it's anticlimactic. I didn't see it coming. I, did, I thought there'd be a race. I had no idea that there would be this horrible crash and that was, Harrison Ford would basically loses car and almost died. Like almost really Steve's almost dies with there.
1: also Steve's girlfriend. Yeah, girl. right. Girlfriend, yeah. Well, no, they get back together. Future girlfriend. Think, yeah. Future wife.
0: It just, I, I feel like. I feel like it was climactic. I feel like it was the yeah, perfect yeah. It was end. a good bookend. And I to think guess. about this: this time is marked by cars, but this was kind of the end of a great era of hot rods. And what better way to end that era than with a fiery crash? You know, what's
1: funny though, is <laughs> yeah. that you see that movie? That's American Graffiti, right? That's nineteen seventy, what nineteen seventy-three? I don't know. I'm sure American, American Graffiti do, yeah. is seventy-three. Yeah, seventy-three. 73 yeah. And it's just funny. Like, there's movies that they still kind of it's. Obviously different plot and stuff, but it's still
0: what's the movie with Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill?
1: Uh oh, yeah. Super bad. Super bad. Yes.
0: I, I felt like that was a ripoff of this movie. And I loved that movie. Don't get
1: me wrong. I agree. I'm just saying I'll that i was saying you can't hardly wait.
0: Same but it's the same concept. It's one night of frivolity. Of of like the
1: last gasp of
2: innocence, yeah. Yeah. and I think yeah. that's even in the way he even to. calls
1: on the cell phone, like and yeah. he talks to the talks <laughs> yeah. to someone trying to yeah yeah. Uh, this movie had
2: also like I also thought about Daisy Confused and how I thought yeah, like yeah. how Days Confused that. took a lot of like. When you see that movie, Days Confused, you'll see like a lot of like influence of American Graffiti. You see
1: a growth of people who are coming in and yeah. who people who are leaving.
0: Brandon, you said there's something about uh, a play or something that you think that George Lucas had in mind when he wrote Oh, this. yeah. So
3: um, so I teach Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Um, I absolutely, absolutely uh, recommend it. Um, but the whole point of that play is it's talking about how we as people live our lives never once actually taking notice of the small things, right? We always live for the big moments in life, but life happens in the small moments. And so when you finish that play, you realize that the play was literally about nothing exciting, nothing exciting at all, and you could even like say, oh, it's nothing important, but then you have to step back and say, well, the little moments are the important moments. And in a lot of ways, that's what this movie is, is it's a recapturing of those little moments and saying every interaction— is just as important as the big moments that we celebrate in life.
0: And that's perfect, because I, I, look, at, I look at Star Wars, okay? So, Jeremy, we've seen the last three Star Wars together. Uh, we were and there, we've too. And all, we've all oh, seen it. We yeah. all there. But all me and Jeremy waited in line. Sorry, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I remember the lawn chairs and the co- incognito cocktails in line. Yeah. I remember that way more than I actually remember watching the movie. I remember the anticipation and the talking about what could possibly happen next in the Harry Potter series in the Lord of the Rings series and the, in the star Wars saga, no matter what the anticipation, the, the wonder is always better than the payoff. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. that, um, the moments, like you yeah. said, the, the moments leading up to the big moment mm-hmm. are just as important as the big well, moment. Well,
3: and, and this is what I always say to my students is, okay, so everybody, you know, it's Tuesday afternoon, and everybody wants Saturday to come, right? Well, if you're looking so forward to Saturday, then you miss out on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then next thing you know, it's Sunday, Saturday's past, and what do you have for it but four missed days?
0: Right. That's a, great, that's a great way to put it. That's fantastic.
2: Jeez, you just changed my life, my friends. I
3: Literally, I know, I know this sounds uh, super stupid, but um if you were to read our town and actually just read it and see and understand that it's about the small moments dude the the book or the play literally changes lives it can so recommend it uh, totally Uh, uh,
0: and i'll give you a perfect example of something right now that i'm looking forward to that i hope never happens indiana jones 5 i am jazzed at the idea of another indiana jones I don't want to see it. I think he's going to escape in a microwave. This time. <laughs> because the actual movie is never going to no. be as good as wondering what an 80-year-old Harrison
1: Ford <laughs> is going to look
2: like. I'll still,
0: he ta- he I'll still him take
1: an 80-year-old <laughs>
2: Harrison Ford.
1: Will his whip have a little <laughs> tennis ball at the end? <laughs> his dad's not going to be there. Oh, oh, well,
3: Sean,
0: Con- yeah, rest Moment. in peace. But he wasn't in the last Maybe one. Maybe we can get Christopher Plummer.
2: No. Oh, that brings us to the end review now. <laughs> Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides his score on our following scale. Eddie, can you provide us our scale, please? Oh man,
1: you got to go with Christopher Plummer. I shit. just had to. Jeez, dark, a little shot. really dark. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're in the Uber lifting home. Four, a rough morning walk to shame. Five, blackout shit face spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with. Jeremiah. Nice. nice. <laughs> everyone everyone is like, the next person. was. you first. saw me, if we have videos, you can see everyone doing head nods. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, can, can, we, please talk, talk my can we please like, talk about this before I start talking, please? I have no idea who I'm going to get emotional. Jer, I'm excited.
2: This movie is one of those movies where your parents go, like, you should watch this movie and trust me, you'll love it. And you're just like, whatever. And then you're just like, wow. Where has this movie been? This movie is so underrated. I think the soundtrack, let alone, is probably one of the coolest soundtracks that it's just, it's a character of its own. Uh, Just the feeling, this movie brings you so much. It it takes place in a different time, but somehow you connect to that film with your own time. And it takes a really amazing movie to do something like that. The only thing I don't like is the ending. I think the ending is completely horseshit. The epilogue, not the ending. No, the epilogue. Like, I didn't need to know this. It was just like... I'm having the best time in life. And you know what? You brought reality back into (laughs) everything. It's like, we live in a difficult time. That's the last thing I wanted to see right now and shit. (laughs) But let alone, this movie's fucking great, man. And just because of the epilogue, you know, it's it's gonna like kind of mess up the score, but this movie is hands down a one for me, hands down. It's almost a perfect movie. If that epilogue didn't happen, this would probably be either a half of a shot or a, a zero. So. Uh, how about this? I'm gonna go with uh, Brandon. <laughs> oh, no, not no. <laughs> okay.
0: so okay. what me. What's it? really okay. funny is that the said document. Half a shot or zero. <laughs> so what is it? No, he said a one.
1: A one. No, yeah, one. The yeah. Do-
0: but he's the document is updating as we're looking at it, and I see Brandon put his score and delete it.
3: <laughs> I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. Okay, so um, I I am really kind of conflicted here um, because. Um, my last note is it's, it's not great, but it's really good. And I really want to put that emphasis on really good. Uh, what I love about this one, and I've gotten yelled at um, several times over the past year, so everybody at home, um, you can yell at me too. Uh, I hated Die Hard, but I've been yelled at how that's a foundational film, right? That, that it started a lot of the movies that then came after it. I look at this one as so similar, right? We talked about Superbad, we talked about The American Pies. we talked about Days and Confused, we talked about all these movies that really would never have existed if it wasn't for this one. And that being said, where Die Hard sucked, this one didn't suck. I know. Um, there's a couple just a couple lines that just resonate with me, and and I think we all bring into this movie our own past experiences. We all see versions of ourselves in the characters which we talked about now for the last hour my wife constantly says you live so much in the past you need to stop like when I hear a good 90s song I stop wherever I'm at I just like listen to it because it brings back so many memories and I live in those memories so much that maybe it's not really the healthiest thing or maybe it is I don't really know she doesn't think so but it's this reality that you know (laughs) it's not just me I like I want to live in the past I want to live in those moments that maybe I didn't have the time that I was hoping for, or maybe the times that I did have, um, and so I mean, all that to say, this movie captures uh, a nostalgia that I think is literally you can't fake. And I think that George Lucas did something that was was genuinely beautiful. Um, and so I'm going to go with my with my original um, score there that was on the document that I raised. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a 1.75. It was a feel good, fuck, uh, feel good first cocktail um, with feel a good nice fuck, big. was <laughs> <cocktail. laughs> like, uh, a feel good fucking cocktail. Um, what did you
1: get? 1.
3: Point what? 1.75. 1.75. Um, it was good. It was great. And more than anything, what it did is it captured a feeling and not even a story. Uh, I mean, I didn't like Kurt, but it captured a feeling that I think is just genuine. So um, yeah,
0: yeah. Sean, sure. Um, so I'm gonna read it because I I wrote it because I was you would super emotional at the end of this movie. You are emo because well, all you think about is friendship and friendship. You know, I have I have three things that are really important to me, and one is family, and number two is friendship, and I have some great damn friendships. it, Edward.
1: Number two, damn right, you do.
0: Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, everyone is kind of joke. We all joke like, oh, you're, you know, your wife's your best friend. Well, I don't have a wife yet. I have you know, five of the greatest best friends in the world. And, and they enrich my life every day. So it just, it gives me a little bit We're of the pause five best friends that ever did live. <laughs> so for me, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be a feel good, shallow film. And I'm talking about when I watched it for the first time, uh, last summer, um, uh, from the maker of my favorite space opera, when I got uh, <laughs> what I got, knocked me off my feet. Not only did this movie squeeze its way into my top ten favorite lit movies of all time, I think it subtly changed how stories are told on screen. Against the backdrop of the most superficial and recognizable time period, Lucas managed to give us the most relatable characters on film I have seen in a long time. Richard Dreyfus perfectly oscillates between desperation to get lucky, concern for his friends, and has given a glimpse of what life. Could be if he stuck around. It was almost like he had to convince himself of the next step through experience rather than logic and reason. Then there's Ronnie, um, you know, I would say, yeah, Steve, Steve's character. He's so certain of his path. He ditches his girl in his car and is so absolute in his desire to move on, yet he's the one who stays. Not out of logic, but out of fear. And I think it was the fear of letting go of the image of now or letting go of the moment. Um, I think what this movie is about is that exact period of time in your life, a picture in time full of stereotypes and expectations and a group of people fighting to put those expectations aside and try to move into the next phase of their lives. In a way, we're all in the same spot, moving so fast that we re- remain in the same place, too scared to move forward, despite... Uh, Desperate to hold on to what we have. This movie isn't just a coming of age tale about kids cruising and trying to get lucky. It's about being scared of your own future and coming to grips with the fact that if you don't choose to move forward on your own, time is going to do it for you. And at the end, you're going to be left wondering how you got where you were. So your score Uh, for me, this movie is a point five. A half a shot. It's a half, it's a shot, it's a classic, and I think it's one of the underrated masterpieces of cinema. Can
3: I, can I just say one thing real quick that we didn't talk about, and I wanted to just say... Is cinematographically, <laughs> uh, cinematographically, Richard Dreyfuss is a good-looking dude back in the day. I just want to throw that. Out. Amanda he's was so just, old. Now. No, I know, but Amanda was like, "My gosh, he's good-looking." What <laughs> happened? And I'm like, "Well, Mr. Holland had to grow." <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: Seventy. What <laughs> what I know. Ron Howard. are <laughs> I
3: mean, well, out of his hair. Ronnie never did. I love Ron. I would love you to come sit in with us, though. Uh, anyway, Ed, what you got, buddy? Finish yeah. us off.
1: Uh, I can't wait. I won't be able to as long as Sean, but I mean. Sean said it pretty uh, well, uh, poetic. I want to say. <laughs> uh, so this movie just is a proof that George Lucas can direct a film, a great movie that isn't a Star Wars flick. You know, and like so, and it's funny that it's his first movie. So it's just like second movie. Second movie. Oh yeah. So I'm just saying, like, this is a funny, serious movie that I feel like. I mean, other movies take it from it all the time. You know, we have Days and super bad. Uh, American Pie, it's a high school movie that stands just uh, as high as all of those movies out there. It's a movie that doesn't... Uh, I don't think... I think it kind of ages gracefully. Uh, Ron Howard's great in it. Richard Dreyfuss. I, I love the characters, Kurt and Steven. Uh, Brandon's laughing over here because I think he regrets his score. But uh, <laughs> it's a movie that... I don't know. I I, I see... My, I see myself in this movie a lot you know I, I see it 's like you don 't want this, the, you don 't want the story to end and it 's going to end. It has to end even richard Dreyfus he he, he didn 't know what to do it was ending a little too soon for him he he didn't experience all of high school um, he, all he was focusing on all his grades and then he had he he got pushed forward. I love how uh, Every character develops pretty good in this movie. And that, that's something that you don't see as much nowadays. Uh, you don't see the, the character development as deep as this movie had. Um, I I feel kind of sad for Toad, always. Uh, I feel like Brandon and Sean are secretly talking right now, and I don't like it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of giving this movie a high score just for the fuck of it. But uh, personally... I see when when our Jeremiah and I, our mom talks about this movie, I understand why she likes this movie. Like it's it's a movie that I always used to give shit to. Like ah, this movie is not good, and, you know. I, I but the music alone is, the music alone is a zero. You know, like it's That's just amazing. there's there's not a bad song in this movie. So personally, I'm gonna give this movie a one point seven five as well. Uh, as, I think the same as Brandon. Yeah. Was it? Yes, uh, it was. Good Yeah. Call. This was right below. Uh, two
0: so what was two well 1.75 when you take all those scores and divide by four what does that give
1: a uh,
0: 1.25 oh uh, 1.25 and what? jeremiah you have the list on yes, your I do. um 1.25 where does that put uh american graffiti
2: my goodness okay so it is actually tied number six with elf
3: oh damn i thought it was gonna be I, I thought it was going to be uh, Point Break. I really. Oh
2: no no it's way no. better. Than point oh break. Point Break that's so, right. Yeah so it's
1: actually. I'm happy it's right below Jaws. Jaws.
0: Yeah Jaws Joker Santa music are above it. How did Elf
1: get up there so high?
0: Garden State Rise Elf of Skywalker a, and the elusive Big Fish there. below.
1: What is Big Fish? I've never. Heard way better of this. than Garden State. Garden State's trash. No I. Oh.
0: <laughs> I think that it. actually... Oh. <laughs> I think it deals with the same themes as
2: Garden very, State. Very very much. I
0: think. I I think that's a good spot for it. I really do. Yeah. What's, the, what's the final?
2: 1.25. 1.25. It's uh, in the top 10, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's where it deserves to be. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
1: It's a classic movie that I definitely think that everyone will enjoy watching at least once. Uh, it's a movie that you should watch with your kids.
0: I agree with you, Ed. I think, mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head.
1: I know I did. <laughs> okay. Good
0: job, Carpenter. do not got to be a dick about it. You know who was a carpenter? jesus harrison ford harrison ford oh oh (laughs) wow brandon (laughs) what (laughs) if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on itunes please tell your friends your relatives your Anyone about this. Uh, Co-workers. We really would like this podcast to grow. I feel like we give genuine and and, uh, thoughtful responses or or reviews to movies. And our drinks are pretty cool. And our drinks are delicious. Post on your story.
1: Jeez. Uh,
0: So, yeah, please do that. Uh, We release our episodes every other week on Monday. So please tell your friends and family and help us move up the charts. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram at the.gentlemanpodcast. Wait, is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah, you tell me. Uh, it's not on. <laughs> it's not on there. You can visit our website, we at gentlemanpodcast.com Or if you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email at hosts with an s at g at, uh, at thegentlemanpodcast. The dot com. The I host. had way too many cherry coats. I apologize. at the
3: gentlemanpodcast.com
0: <laughs> uh,
2: All right, Daddy O's. Let's do this, my friends. Yes. You know, yes. This Cheer American Cheers, American yeah. Bandstand.
1: American Bandstand. Let's That's do That's what it. the time for No.
3: I uh, I gotta be honest. This is our best episode of the season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's get in the cars and let's get some like a uh,
1: Jack in the Box right now. Jack in the. I would kill for some jugs, some mils, mil- some mills. Oh man, milk pops! Shake. I want some pops.
3: Some little tacos, from some Jack pops. like so yeah, right, right. pops.